Hey everybody, what's happening? I am super stoked to welcome you back to the Marley Williams podcast, where today I will be interviewing the incredible, the talented, the amazing Carrie Myers Taylor. Carrie is an astrological guide and spiritual mentor whose mission in the world is to help people find their soul, purpose, and path using astrology as the guide. She is an epic leader, serial entrepreneur, and my own personal astrologer. And today we are going to dive deep into the idea of owning, knowing, claiming, and sharing your unique gifts with the world and becoming the superhero you are meant to be. So I cannot wait to dive into this incredible interview with you. Let's go. Hey everyone, what's happening? I am super stoked to welcome you to the Marley Williams podcast, where we will explore authentic leadership, transformational facilitation, and how to create epic experiences for your audiences every single time. I am your host, Marley Williams, bringing you thought-provoking insights, expert interviews, and actionable strategies to unlock your potential as a leader, facilitator, and speaker. Thank you for joining me on this journey of growth, transformation, and impact. Let's lead together. The Marley Williams podcast begins now. Let's dive in. All right, everybody. I would love to welcome you back to the Marley Williams podcast, where today I get to hang out with my good friend, Carrie Myers-Taylor, and she is an incredible human, an epic leader and a phenomenal astrologer who helps you like tap into your soul level work and life exponentially. So she's incredible. So Carrie, welcome to the show. Stoked to have you joining us today. Thank you so much, Marley. As always a pleasure, as always, always a pleasure to be in your presence and your energy and to get stoked. This is, that's a word I don't use very often, but every time it rounds, Marley, I, I end up using it for days after. So yeah. Well, I'm stoked to have you here. People that are listening that don't know you, I would love for you to just share with the audience what your work is in the world. What are you up to? What's lighting you up? And uh, we'll dive in. Give it to us. I am an astrological guide. And that's what I do. I'm a counselor for people and I help them dive into their astrological charts, help them understand what's been going on for all their lives, what's supposed to be happening next, how they're supposed to use that. And I counsel them uh, through navigating this life, you know, because it is multiple lives that you'll have in one lifetime. You can't just start with one thing and you have to look at it as a working document, you know, and I love doing it. But I have to say, this is something I reluctantly came to in my life, this work. And so, yeah, I'll get into it a little bit today. Yeah. A little bit of your, of your journey and your story. Well, it's fascinating because we've, we met, I think in 2016, I had just left my full-time steady, stable job to go out on my own as an entrepreneur. And we both joined this mastermind and that is how we met. And that's, that's crazy to think that that was like, you know, eight years ago or something like that. We've both been on this, on this journey. So you said you reluctantly have come to this and what we're going to explore is really kind of claiming, owning, knowing your gifts so that 
your work in the world can serve as an offering to people. And sometimes we resist our gift. Oh my God. Oh yeah. I mean, I've been calling myself a superhero lately. And I think that is the journey of a superhero, right? We always, the origin story usually begins with a rejection of the gift, right? In some way, right? Because it doesn't fit, um, doesn't fit the way you think it's supposed to go. So if you're going to be your own hero, you have to recognize that you're going to be, you're going to be doing some shadow work around releasing the reluctancy to step into this, you know? And sometimes that means resentment that comes up. Sometimes it means realizing that maybe there were things you didn't get in your life so that you could show up in this way. And there's pain that comes with that. They're like, wow, you know, that happened maybe for this. So there's a lot of work that goes along with it. And so, you know, I call myself Peter Parker a lot of the time now. I'm in my uh, got bit by the spider <laughs> face. I'm learning my tools and I am realizing that that is what I came here for. My background is much more business oriented. I'm a serial entrepreneur and I would build these very successful businesses and I loved them. Don't get me wrong. When you and I met, I put down my um, video production company in San Francisco. I had just literally the day before I went to that mastermind, I had moved my ex-husband and I, my former husband and I had moved into the woods. Like we've moved into the suburbs from San Francisco. And I literally, like we put down, I put down, like we had movers in our house. I left on a plane the next day and was like, I'm off to this new thing, this new journey. I don't know where it's going to take me. And I originally was wanted to be a health coach. And I did do that for a while because I'd had a whole weight loss journey and a completely, you know, new, new nutrition and new lifestyle journey. And I wanted to share that with people and I wanted to help people um, have the experience that I had, that transformation, you know, go through it smoothly because it isn't smooth, you know, so I really wanted to help people have that smooth transition. And when I met you and I went through the mastermind, of course, it like blew my whole mind open. And I had been very secretly doing astrology at that time, secretly doing it for myself and learning about it, learning about myself and just exploring it. And so when I came back from that mastermind, I did start a business as a health coach and um, health guide. But one of the things I started doing for my clients was reading their astrology charts, unbeknownst to them. You know, I would ask for their birth information. What is their history? Like, well, let me get it. Let me really help them. Let me actually see what challenges might be ahead so I can help be extra helpful for them. And then, of course, I let them in on it after a while. They didn't really care, to be honest. <laughs> They're just like, oh, great. Give me an astrology reading as well. But that's what I'm saying is that that's how that creaked in there. And then I started realizing that astrology is this amazing self-study. And that a lot of the issues they were currently experiencing, we we could actually change because we were doing the self-study and diving into this parts of themselves that they couldn't even access and also helping them prepare for what was coming ahead. It was doing more for them than the health coaching. And that's when I started branching out and my clients weren't just uh, looking for a healthy lifestyle. They were just, they were looking for a guide to guide them through life. Yeah, to guide them through life. And I love this idea. I think Elizabeth Gilbert talks about like following the breadcrumbs of your curiosity and like noticing the things that we notice, noticing the things that we pay attention to. Like, oh, astrology. I'm drawn to that. I'm curious about it. And like allowing ourselves to lean in maybe even not knowing where that's going to go. And then it's like turning up the volume on that curiosity of like, 
continuing to lean in and like, oh, I'm going to use it in this way. And I think it's it's this invitation to pay attention. I think that it shows up for people and we're so busy, we're so distracted, we're so overwhelmed that we sometimes can't hear it, we sometimes can't see it, or we hear it and we're like, no, 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 that's blah, blah, blah. Like we make up some sort of story. Nobody's going to hire an astrologer. There's no way I can make money doing that. You know, I don't know how to sell that or market that or whatever. So I'm just going to be a health coach. And how it's like, oh, those gifts start showing their way to us. And like you said, where do we resist it? Where do we reject it? Where do we hide from it or hide behind something that feels safer? Yeah, safer. Like what what can I put on my resume? If I can't put this on my resume, <laughs> yeah, not safe, right? If other people can't easily ingest it. Right. And that fear of the judgment from other people. What are people going to think? What are they going to do? What are they going to say? I'm at a dinner party. Someone asks me what I do. I say I'm an astrological guide. Are they going to roll their eyes? Are they going to, you know, where are they going to lean in and light up? And who's who's to say? Who is to say? And also to realize that astrology astrology was actually a gift like it was it was helping me through that you know like something this cycle of my life was going to happen anyway where i was going to open up to a greater me a greater gift a greater offering and astrology showed up and it said i'm going to help you through this that's a tool as far as i'm concerned but you're going to do like and what i realized with working with my clients is that the journey is inevitable I can see it right there in your chart. So you and I will, we can decide how you're going to, how you're going to go through it. Right. But it's going to happen anyway. You know, so I love what you're saying about looking at the, the tools will show up. What we pay attention to are the tools to get us through that journey, you know, and I would even add on to that. People start showing up and becoming like these serendipitous things start happening. And people are basically your mirrors, the people that are around you, the environment that's around you. So for me, you know, I was doing all the secret astrology on the down low, right? But then I would have my friends and different people show up in my life who would just be like, do you realize you're good at this? Oh, hey, you're doing this thing over here, but I see you, you know, like I see this is, this is something that's showing up more. And you start to realize that you are, you know, what you're putting out is being reflected back to you. Yeah. And it's totally, I mean, it is really that it's the hero's journey that I think, we all go on. And Joseph Campbell, who speaks a lot about the hero's journey, one of my favorite quotes is, when you follow your bliss, doors will open where there once were walls. And this idea of serendipity, of kismet, of these people, moments, opportunities coming into your life is the more that we start to align with those gifts, we start to notice and pay attention to those things. Again, it's like, I think, we get more of what we look for. So if we're looking for the people and the guides and the mentors to help us along the path, we will find them. But we have to be paying attention, right? And so I think I think a lot of people maybe that are listening to this or on their journey in life are, I think people have a really hard time naming their gifts, owning their gifts, discovering what those are, you know, I think most job interviews, people will be asked, like, 
tell me what your greatest strengths are or what do you bring to this team? And one of the metaphors that I use when I talk about helping people name and identify their strengths is asking someone what their greatest strengths are is like asking a fish what it's like to be a really great swimmer. Because the fish is just like, I'm just being a fish. But like they're swimming in the water of their own awesomeness and we can't always grasp it, see it, name it, claim it, own it. And that's the power to me of having guides, having mentors, like you said, having people be that mirror for you of reflecting your gifts back to you so you can start to see them and hear them and name them and claim them. And that's some of the work that, you know, I've called you in to guide me with. I can't, I mean, ever since I've been an entrepreneur and probably my whole life, I've been coming to guides, coming to, you know, coaches and healers and and asking this question, what's my thing? What's my thing? Are you my thing? Is speaking my thing? Is coaching my thing? Is retreats my thing? Like, what's my thing? Carrie, just tell me what is my thing? Because I think that there's this desire, there's this story. And I remember even saying it to you probably at some point of like, I feel like if I really knew what it was, I would be unstoppable. But I don't know what it is. So I'm like, you know, do I talk about leadership? Even with this podcast, what is it about? Or like as a speaker, like, what's my topic? What's my keynote? What's my this? What's my that? And that has been a huge challenge for me in my journey. And I still keep doing shit. I'm like, all right, we're doing a podcast. It's about leadership. Let's go. You know, just winging it over here. For those that are listening, they might be wondering the same thing. Kind of like, well, I don't know what my thing is. I don't have any superpowers. I don't have any gifts. So let's help them in this conversation today, like maybe find their way to name them, claim them. How would you help someone? I mean, you've helped me on that journey to really identify themselves. And and like you were saying earlier, seeing themselves as a superhero, because that can feel like a bold claim. People are like, who the hell am I? I'm not a superhero. I'm just a whatever stay at home mom, or I'm just a blank. Well, it was a journey for me too. My clients teach me all the time. And my desire was just to be of service to them. So if they ever asked me something I didn't know, well, then I go find out. I'd learn, you know, and that started making me realize that there is no one thing that you are. You are a constant offering. You're constantly offering and you are editing yourself, editing your offerings to what's needed now to this person, to this generation to this planet what's and as an astrologer i get to see okay what's the next thing that's happening what are we going to need next and i create my products based on that you know so it's like okay we're going in here everybody's going to be asking about this so this is what i'm going to be counseling people about right it's interesting that you're talking about like uh coming like your whole life you were saying what's my thing right 60 percent of my clients are asking me about soul purpose that's like, what is my purpose? Why am I here? What are and it changes with every cycle. You are, you have a different purpose. That that's the thing. You know, I will look on your chart and I will say, okay, here's your overall purpose for your lifetime. This is the way that you're meant to show up. And at different points in your life, you will show up in different ways to serve that. So you will find different methods throughout your life to use to go towards that same purpose. But if the purpose is the same. Each person has their own individual purpose. And it's my work as an astrologer to be a detective, to figure that out for you. And then also 
provide you with the information, like give it to you in the words that you can understand and that you can grasp onto and that you can keep and carry. And then also tell you what period of time you're in in your life that you are able to receive what I'm saying to you. I often say to my clients, you know, I know what I just told you doesn't make any sense and you can't see yourself. I will hold this vision of you until you are ready. And that's my job, you know? And when they are ready, they come into it and they're like, oh my God, they was there the whole time. It's like, yeah, I got the privilege of looking at your chart to see that what was coming, you know? But I mean, you can tell people all up and down, they're a superhero. They won't believe it until it's time, until the chart is like, this is the time, right? And what's great about right now is that this is the time for a lot of people, for the entire globe, to be honest, to recognize it. So we get to do it together. It doesn't have to be a lonely thing anymore. It doesn't have to be a solo Peter Parker hiding his costume. Yeah. I love this idea of your, you know, what is your sole purpose and what are you called to? And this, this word offering that we keep coming back to. And instead of being like, what's my thing as this kind of like end goal, final destination, really seeing the idea of like living your sole purpose as this journey of offerings. What do I feel called to offer at this moment in time, at this stage in my in my journey? But I think in order to offer something, whatever that is, we have to believe we have something worthy of offering that this is a worthy offering to put out there into the world. And I know that so many people that I've worked with that I've even myself gotten caught up in is like, no one's going to want it. No one's going to like it. Who's going to buy it? Is it good enough? Am I enough? Am I, do I have the right training, credentials, certification, all the noise that cloud us from just offering and trusting that our sole purpose evolves through that offering and that idea of I think everyone is looking for I just want all of the clarity right I want to know what my thing is and then I'll take all of this action once I have the clarity and really it's like reverse engineering that formula of like the more actions you take the more clarity you'll get, whether that's like, yes, I want more of that or no, I don't want more of that, right? But we discover that through the expression of it rather than the perfection of it, right? Like, oh, it needs to be the perfect talk and the perfect workshop and the perfect retreat and the perfect business model versus just, I think if there's anything that I'm freaking good at is just winging it giving myself permission to be messy in a way. I mean, I think the first thing that is like accepting that it's a journey is the first thing. It gets all the pain out of the way. You can't get all your clarity at one time. There would be no journey. I often have long-term clients that I work with on like a monthly basis now who who first came to me because they wanted the confidence to do the thing that they wanted to do. And realizing that they had to come to realize that you don't get confidence through thinking about it. You think you do it, get confidence by doing it. And then now having the evidence that you have done it. And now you just bring that into the next situation, you know? So if there is no such thing as getting confidence and think of it like an athlete, an athlete practices confidence every day. 
then it becomes who they actually are, you know? Um, so accepting that you have, that this is a journey, you don't, nobody gets out alive, right? <laughs> this is a journey. It's the hunger games, it's squid game, whatever it is, but it's a journey. You're still going to go through an obstacle course. That's the first thing is accepting that. And there's so much weight that's lifted, right? When I go into someone's chart and I'm just like, I'm going to tell you the experiences that you're going to have in this life. I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to give you the experiences, you know? So now it's a journey. It's not about, can I get out of this? Can I negotiate out of this? It's like, no, these are the experiences you're going to have. And our only um, power is choosing how we go through it, you know, and what the tools are that we're going to use. So like I was saying before, like, I'll tell you what your soul purpose is. You won't actually believe me until you're there until you're ready. What's my sole purpose, Carrie? I know we've talked about this before. Oh, yeah. And you, I, I remember there was a specific word that you used and I was like, Ooh. yeah, I would have been uncomfortable too. I remember being like, how am I going to say this? Yeah, Marley's sole purpose is to be a guru. And yeah, let's sit with that for a minute. You said that word and I was like, what does it mean? And how do I, how do, I do that? And really? Me? Right. And all the facial expressions, all that was there. Yes. And then what we do then is we go into our memory bank, our very limited perception of what that could be. So we start getting, oh, who do we know that's a guru? Siddhartha, Gandhi, what? You know, like, you know, Ama, you know, like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I can't possibly. Right. And so we start making excuses and we start, you know, creating a story that we can't fit into. All it is, is every one of those gurus was you at one point, right? They just didn't have a, a person to reflect back to. They didn't know they were going to be guru. Who starts off like that, you know? So it's like, they didn't know. And in fact, they didn't even make up that name. Other people gave it to them. We call people gurus because of what they've done for us. So it's not about claiming a title. It's like, I call you a guru because you have been that to me. It's not a title that you claim or have to claim for yourself, right? And so, yeah, that's a powerful place to take. And then also when we started working together, you were going through a particular transit that was like, not at all guru-like, like you're just like, I don't know how I'm about to get, go to guru from here, you know? And that's where also in my astrological practice, um, I started realizing that's where the counseling started coming in. Because I thought I'm just going to read someone's you know, chart, they're going to do what I think they should do. They're going to, you know, do a couple of things and all is going to be great. Right. And problem solving date, like left and right. That's what I'm going to do. Right. But sometimes people are going through a period that is necessary for them to get to that other place. And they need someone to guide them through that. Someone that says, uh, I know what you're going to become. You're a caterpillar now. I know you're going to be a butterfly, but you don't see it now that I do. Right. And also every you know, guru has gone through that particular period that you and I were talking about when we were going through that. Yeah. I love the butterfly metaphor, right? Because like a caterpillar has no idea what it's like to live as a butterfly. No idea. And then they essentially have to dissolve into goo. They have to become a puddle of goo in order to then become the butterfly. And I think, you know, when we were, when we were talking and I was really going through this like dark night of the soul and at a very, very low point, I think the power of working with a guide and a mentor is having someone who can hold the vision 
for you and what's possible when you're in the thick of it of like, this is what is on the other side. I see it. I feel it. I trust it. And so I think when we're going through, if you are somebody right now or is in the goo phase of your journey, I think knowing that there's so much beauty that's unknown to you right now in this moment that's on the other side of this for you. And I, I think astrology is, a, is it, like you said, it is a tool to use to navigate that journey. And, you know, when, when we talk about a, a vision quest, a hero's journey, the journey of life, I think we all go through that. And I think sometimes we see the people at the top of the mountain thinking that like they were never goo or they were never in the valley. They were never, they, they never went through something hard. And it's like, I think anyone you see at the top of any mountain, whatever that means to you has gone through their own journey of navigating that one. And two, they didn't get there alone. In my personal opinion, like having guides, mentors, coaches, you know, whatever, whatever that is for you, communities, and having support to help us navigate those times in our life, I think is invaluable, right? And that's, I think, why you do what you do. That's why I do what I do. That's like the work in the world is we don't have to figure all that out on our own. Because it can feel like a really lonely journey, especially when you're in the goo, I think. It's like, am I going to be here forever? This is terrible. It's hard to see the other side of it when you're really, really in the thick of it. Well, when you're in the goo, if you think about the goo, the chrysalis, basically just your memories, you're just doing in your own memories and your own perception of what's possible. That's all you have, right? You don't know what's on the other side. You don't know that you're sprouting wings. So you're just in like, all I have is my memory. So I'm going to hold on to it, right? And so those are your defense mechanisms. So you're just holding on to it. That's where all the pain of it comes from is like, please just something stay the same, even if it's painful. I love how you said, you know, we don't know what it's like to be a butterfly yet, right? And so we don't know that we're going to soar. We don't know that what it's like to even fly, you know, like at that point. But we do really hold on. The, you know, the only thing you can do during a dark night of the soul is surrender to it. Get used to what surrender feels like, because it's way better than what you're doing, you know, way better than holding on. So it's like, practicing surrender you know each session i have with a client when they are going through a dark night of the soul is practicing surrender what's the shadow that needs to be released today because that's literally that's where are we on the journey what's the new thing that's up that's what this session's going to be about you know as an astrologer you can say this is going to take about eight months get used to it get comfortable <laughs> being uncomfortable exactly right i know i said things like that to you too and it's like i have a lot of compassion for my dark night of the soul folks you know but yeah, it's going to take eight months and I'll be with you for that time. But this is going to be eight months. So how do you want to spend that? If you have a really great client who trusts you and who says, you know, I don't, I can't see through this, but I trust that you can and that you wouldn't be here with me if you didn't believe this as well. That's where the offering part comes in because I can't do this without integrity. Can't do it without honesty. People can sell you stuff without those things, for sure. That's a product, right? Yeah. What do you think is the difference between a product and an offering? Well, a product is market research. You know, a product is all about like tapping on a fear, solving a pain point. 
and the, we need the products. Don't get me wrong. Um, but an offering is I will be on the journey with you. I love the metaphor of like the difference between the sage on the stage and the guide on the side. It's just such a beautiful metaphor of just like, I'm here with you on this journey and I'm here to, to offer this gift. That was one of my favorite things about Bali. I was there for three weeks this past fall and every morning, every person, every store, every temple had an offering. There's a little cracker and little flowers and an incense. And it was just like an act of gratitude. And it was like this giving before receiving and giving with no expectation of receiving. Like it was just starting with gratitude in this, like here it was the offering to the gods. It's like, it was just starting your day saying thank you before anything else happened. And I'm like, what a cool idea, you know? And it was so beautiful. I mean, like the whole place smelled like incense and there was just this spirit and energy of, of almost of abundance, of generosity of spirit. Hospitality isn't even like the right word. It's just like, this is just how we do it here. What do you need? We got you. And the the stories that I have, I mean, it was just phenomenal to live in that that energetic vibration of like, this is a gift. This is an offering. Like every meal, the way that it was designed and decorated and like little edible flowers, every meal, whether it was $2 or, you know, like $20. I mean, it was just like a gift. And when we think about our, our products, our services, you know, every talk that I gift is an offering. This podcast is an offering. To me, when I think about this retreat as an offering, it lets go of this like graspy attachment. This is an offering. And I trust that the right people in this moment are going to hear this message and something's going to land for them. Because I, I oftentimes tell my clients that I'm working with, if you have a desire to create something in the world, an offering, if you will, it's not an accident. And that there are other people out there that need your medicine, need your magic. Like they're waiting for you to share your gift. And so often I'll, I'll tell people, if you're not sharing your gift, your medicine, your magic, you're a hoarder. Like stop hoarding your magic. Share it as an offering. And knowing like if you have something that is going to help people, heal people, nurture people, motivate people, uplift people, and you're not doing it, you're doing yourself and everyone around you such a disservice. And this is really about like owning our gifts, claiming our gifts, naming them so that we can offer them from a place of of love and generosity. And we just got back from the retreat retreat which was this like, I put on a retreat for people who want to create their own retreats, very meta. And I love what my my good friend Brittany said. I said, why retreats? We talked, we had a whole conversation of all the things we can offer. You know, we could do one-on-one coaching, we could do group programs, we could do virtual, we could do talks, why retreats? And we have this beautiful giant list going. And then at the end, she said, it's the most delicious way to share my love. Think about what is an offering. An offering is the most delicious way for you to share your love with people. 
And there's another quote I love. It says, I think like work is love made visible. When we do work that we love, it's like, it's work is love made visible. It's like when you think about your work as like, this is an expression of my love for people. How does that shift your energetic vibration when it comes to like selling and marketing and all the things that come along with, you know, being an entrepreneur, being a business owner? Right. Even in an astrology chart, we have, you know, things called houses, which represent the areas of life that these things represent, right? So it's like the sixth house is our workhouse, but the sixth house is also the service house. All, you know, as an astrologer, I love teaching people like the greater thing. Cause, you know, I think if we just do like, you know, this is why I encourage people to work with an astrologer. Cause if you do just like, you know, horoscopes out on the media, you'll just be like, okay, my work is here, you know, and what am I supposed to do for work, right? But the sixth house is a Virgo house and Virgo is our service. They're the people who are of service. They, they are hyper productive because they're being of service. That's their reward. So it's like there are volunteers, you know, there are activists, there are people who are analyzers, they're detail oriented because they, they serve a higher purpose. And I often tell people, you know, if you are a guide or, if, you know, if we discover that working through your chart, you don't work for people. You don't get your, your money through people. You get it through source. And so focus on that. It's like, uh, I'm giving an offering, but I'm not going to be paid by the people signing up for this. You said that to me, that you don't receive money from people. You receive it from the universe. And that was a game changer for me of like, oh, and that that trusting and allowing and surrendering, you know, where are we in the energy of grasping and like, I need people to sign up and, you know, for the thing. I need to convince them. And I need to convince them of the value. That's been a challenge. I mean, I have felt that. I feel that way with my retreats, especially. I'm like, what do I need to do or say for you to see the value of this experience? I want it to like speak for itself, but I also have to trust that the right people are going to show up. And man, that the surrender part, the allowing part is freaking hard. Cause I'm like, tell me what to do and I'll freaking let's go. But you tell me, Marley, just sit back, chill out, relax. I'm like, wait a second. I don't know how to do that. That's a challenge. That's been a challenge for me for sure. Well, it's your job is to put things in motion. You know, part of my work as a counselor is also just having empathy. You're like, yep. <laughs> you guys look at your chart, Marlene. And I'm like, all right, well, you're not going to like what I say. You know, like, oh, this is going to be a challenge for you, right? You know, and that's because you're an Aries. If I was talking to a Pisces, I'd be like, you're this old hat for you. You're good. You know, <laughs> like, you could just do this in your sleep and you will. Um, but if I'm talking to an Aries, it's like, tell me what to do, you know, or if I'm talking to uh, a Virgo, it's like, give me the plan and I'll just do it. And one of the beauty, beautiful things of being able to, you know, look at someone's chart is to also recognize where they're going to have a block, where they're going to have a challenge, where they're going to be like, yeah, I'm presenting you this thing. And I can also see you're not used to this. This is not going to be easy for you. Like, I'm going to have to, you know, spoon feed this to you a bit. So you're going to need some more reassurance. And so yeah, you know, one of the gifts, you know, again, like I talk about the superhero thing, like with great powers come great responsibility, right? You are an Aries. That's a huge power. It's also a huge responsibility. You got to know where to use that fire and when to bring it back and say, okay, it's not necessary here. What temperature am I going to put this on? Am I going to simmer this or am I just going to put this full blast? And 
we do need guides to teach us because we only know how to work with the energy that we got, right? So we do need people who, you know, and I think it's so important right now as we're in the age of Aquarius, but also Pluto is moving into Aquarius for a good nine months on January 20th. This means like we are all moving into entrepreneurial phase to some degree. We are need, we're moving into being guides who also need guides. And this is what we were talking about the guru saying before. Gurus have gurus and we can be it for each other. So it's not like only a couple of us get to be a guide, you know, uh, in the age of Aquarius, as we were making this transition from this very Capricorn, very capitalist, very, you know, grasping at things like you were just talking about, grasping these back, we are going to need people to transition us through it. And then we are also going to become those people for someone else. The coaching, the, the guide, all of that, that's just going to increase. You know, I have quite a few clients who who are this and they've been like, what does that mean for my business? And it's like, it means it's going to increase, really. <laughs> you know, because now you have this willing audience who's like trying to make a transition right now. So really looking at your chart and finding out what is the thing, you know, because the whole world is open. There's there's multiple people that need multiple things. So what's your thing, right? Your job is to go into do the self study, do the hero's journey, take yourself out of the shire. You know, put yourself in the in the in Bali. Put yourself in the in the fire. Figure out who you are, and in doing that, be like, this is my special gift, and then come back to the collective and bring that to the collective. I love that so much, and. That it reminds me of the quote that says, um, your work is to find your work. And then with all of your heart, give yourself to it. Of seeing, finding your work as the work. It is not this end goal or destination, but this, this journey you get to go on of, you know, be a seeker, ask the questions, find the guides, find the resources that are going to really support you in like navigating this journey with, with purpose and heart and intention. Because what I'm hearing is, is the world is um, as we move into this next age that we are looking for leaders who are ready to claim their gifts, know their gifts and share those with other people. Right. And so wherever you're at on that journey, maybe you know what your gifts are the invitation today is turn up the volume, create an offering, offer it to somebody, create a video, make a podcast, make a phone call, help somebody be of service. That's what an offering is. And if you have no idea, find a mentor, find a guide, find someone to support you on that path. Speaking of which, you being an amazing guide for me, where can people learn more about you, your work in the world? And maybe they want to find their sole purpose. Tell the people out there how they can learn more about you. Well, I am all out there. I mean, this is, you know, my Peter Parker face. So you can go to my website. You can sign up for a reading. I uh, have coaching packages that I work with people on a long-term basis through all of their transits and all their becoming and all their caterpillar and butterfly phase. Um, and so you can get your coaching packages there. I also have a podcast that I uh, co-host with an amazing tarot reader named Halaki Hanna. It's called The Melanated Mystics. And we talk a lot about how people can use the tools of astrology and tarot to find, to do that work, to do, find their purpose, to do that self-study. 
and then bring their gifts out into the world. And we do it through special topics. And we focus mostly on Black and Brown women because this is also kind of an epidemic of Black and Brown women and being one myself, I know, of giving our gifts away and not really claiming them for ourselves. And I also have another podcast coming up. It's called You and Me in Orbit. And it's all about counseling people through uh, relationships using their astrology charts. And that's coming up in December. Amazing. Yeah, I'm very excited about that one because that is also a big thing that's going to be part of 2024 is how to talk to each other and how to break the ice with each other once again after being held back uh, through these chains that we've been given about how to work and how to love one another, you know, how to be each other's friend again. Yeah. Wow. I love that so much. And, you know, one of my hopes in bringing amazing guests on like you, Carrie, is for people to just hear someone own their magic. And knowing that it, it was a journey we go on in order to do that and how the world gets to benefit from that, you know, like that you sharing your gifts with other people is it's like, it's amazing for you, but it's amazing for the world. And I'm just so honored to have your guidance, your mentorship, your support on my path for you to share your magic and medicine with the crew here that's listening today. And if you are looking for an astrological guide and mentor, Carrie is the best. So check her work out in the world. And thank you again for tuning in for another episode of the Marley Williams podcast. We hope that you own your gifts, name your gifts, claim your gifts so that you can share your gifts with the world. Until next time, take care. Thank you for joining us on another inspiring episode of the Marley Williams podcast. We hope you're leaving here with renewed energy and valuable insights to fuel your leadership, coaching, and speaking endeavors. I'd love to invite you to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to help us reach more aspiring leaders and speakers like you. We have more exciting episodes and remarkable guests lined up, so make sure to tune in next time. Until then, keep leading with purpose, coaching with heart, and speaking with conviction. This is Marley Williams signing off. See you next week.